We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Uh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of on the guest list with Fox trying to get down White Sox. Dave, Kenny Carkeet, and Dante. No Kenny again, as the babies are impending. But I will say the squad is in fucking shambles. I just got back from New York. Dante is just fucking destroying popcorn as we speak. Dante, how are you, buddy? I told you I'm 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 a little toasted. Been waiting an hour for you. I got caught in traffic coming home, dude. I came back from New York. Traffic uh, at midnight. Yes, it's. Have you been in New York before? Yeah, uh, many yeah. times. Once you're out of it, you're out of it. It takes 20 minutes to get out of it. If you can get out of it, yes, absolutely. To be fair, we were also waiting for our boy Wes. Our boy Wes was getting his hair twisted by Jamaicans, and we left him in New York. <laughs> Wes is just in New York. I don't know where he is, but uh, shout out to my boy Paul. I think Paul's stopping by shortly. Um, one of my best friends in the world, videographer, manager, friend. He's the man, but Paul will be stopping by shortly. But Dave, how are you? I'm good. Um, good. I I also indulged in a couple edibles and <laughs> I well, oh. couple gummies. Now, are these the ones that fucked you up last week? Or they, these- are. they are. They oh, are. Dan- wow. Dante, you missed that story. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Tell it again. Got be- <laughs> so we we closed uproar last week. Uh, it was me, Amy, Tom, Hannah, and maybe another straggler or two and get home, throw a frozen pizza in the oven, pop two gummies. And it's, it was the Delta nine shit. She was (laughs) holding my head in the fucking garbage can for like four hours while I just emptied my stomach. (laughs) First time I, I fucking thrown up since college from like, consumption wow i didn't even know that was possible Jesus christ i was floating in fucking thin air it was awful oh and the best part is you took him again you just this is the you... first time i've touched him since then i was too too afraid oh my god oh shit in the building yeah. <laughs> paul up, rocco shuli yo uh, paul everybody please your name Yo, Paul just literally pissed in a bottle three times on the ride back from New York and threw it out the Bro, I really had to go. There's a lot of rest stops. <laughs> oh, my God. Paul is the fucking man. For all of you who've been following Foxtrot, Paul is one of my oldest friends in the world. I wait, wait, wait. Paul- Yellow flag on the play. <laughs> Did What's Paul wrong? Fill up- Hold on. Did Paul fill up? Three different empty bottles and throw no. the bottle out the window. Same bottle, bro. Or Same did he bottle, fill up bro. one bottle three That's times? That's what I was one wondering. Bottle, don't. Oh, you scumbag. There's I know. piss all over the side of Colin's fucking. It's his car. I no, drove my car. Colin if drove you, my car home. So. If you threw three bottles out, I was going to call you a piece of shit litterer. But you're, you're a fucking scumbag for pissing in one bottle three times and pour, as you're driving. That shit went all off the side of your car. Oh, no. The best part is the first if time. If I was driving behind you, I would fucking run you off the road. The best part is the first time he was like, uh, it was clean. And the second time. He, he, oh, now Paul's getting high. Everybody on this fucking podcast. I'm the resident Kenny right now. So I got to oh, yeah, you I are Kenny. Real, real quick, real quick. 
Yeah, for those of you who know Foxtrot, Paul has been along for the journey the entire time. Paul is the fucking man. He moved back from L.A. a little bit ago, but I met Paul freshman year of high school. I fell asleep in history class, and I woke up to Paul drawing dicks on my back on my fucking <laughs> Catholic school polo, goes, and As we've been best goes. friends ever since, and that's how we became friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Paul in the building, uh, a lot to get into. We have an amazing interview with Joe Samba. Me and Paul, or me and Dante did this yesterday. Great guy, great stories. Oh. What the man, Reese, he's a fucking great guy. Uh, Dave's a fan. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He actually got engaged on stage the other day. This dude is living the life, but I also appreciated him because he told us that he was eating fucking uh, SpaghettiOs out of a can in the, in the hotel room. He's living the grimy tour life. But Joe Samba is the man. Great interview coming up shortly. Uh, gentlemen, just to start out, I just want to say something. It's been a weird week for podcasts. Uh, the Bodega Boys, Jesus and Miro broke up. Uh, apparently, the Joe Budden podcast is on the rocks. Uh, they're dropping left and right. And it made me think of something. I don't know. I was just randomly uh, the other night. I wrote down a list of ways. We've gone top 20 music podcasts. Yo, I know you don't you give know, a- Did you know Barso almost bought the Joe Budden podcast? What? I I don't even know what it's about. I, I've never listened so, to it. It's Joe Budden. This was, this was when Light Switch Lou was still at the company. Did we got and- beef with him? No, you see, fucking mean. I've always, I fucking felt the same way about him since day one. He's a fucking lunatic maniac. He's a good heart, but he's a fucking psychopath. And okay, whatever. But that sounds like Colin to me. <laughs> Fuck you. No, Colin well, didn't have a fucking psychopath. asshole bone in his body. Well, when he was still at the company, <laughs> he told me that they were trying to acquire that podcast, and I was like. Joe Budden, that is, I mean, it's a huge podcast, but how does that fit in the demo? And then it never happened, obviously. And I think uh, that's when Roan stepped in with a million dollars worth of game. Yeah, I worked in Wallow. Can I ever tell you the story about uh, my Gilly running not too long, like right before they got famous? You know, Wait, I, bet he, uh, I bet he was fucking in Philly all the time, though. He's I used like, to always see Gilly, bro. He used to go to the same Planet Fitness as me. Rising <laughs> something Adams. Uh, no no docs. Awesome. Wait, so he Paul. see his bald ass head all the time. Paul, so you probably remember this story. We were shooting the video for Just a Kid, and we were down at Graffiti Pier. Were you yeah. there for that? I was. I actually, yeah, me, you, Chase, and. Yes. Um, it was the end of the band. Bill. Yes. And Bill. All right, so we're we're down at Graffiti Pier, which is this famous abandoned fucking random pier in Philadelphia, and we're about to shoot a music video down at this spot, and we're like stand up because you have to walk through the woods to get there, and out of the woods walks Gilly, <laughs> and by himself just walks out of the woods on fucking uh, Richmond Ave, and I was like, yeah, is that Gilly the kid? And everybody was like. What? And I was like, that's fucking get down on the ground. Gilly the kid. This is like 2017. And uh, they were like, I don't know who that is. And I was like, that's fucking Gilly. And then like two years later, Gilly becomes the number one music podcast in the world. So I don't know what Gilly was doing in the woods, but he was definitely in the woods in in (laughs) fucking North Philly. That's one of us. All right. So back to my point here. Uh, We've gone top top 20 music uh, commentary podcast. I know Dave doesn't give a fuck about standings. But I'm thinking, all right, the, the door's opening up. How do we go number one? So I wrote down on a piece of printer paper from the bar that I work at my list of ways to go number one. This is a fucking foolproof blueprint right here. I got five steps. You guys can throw in them at, as, as you go. But number one, number one, we need to interview BTS. 
Is there any way we can interview BTS? Does anybody I'm know out. anybody? You're out. They're inaccessible. Bro. I hate them. I don't give a fuck if you hate them. I'm just saying, like, their army of fans will listen to it. We'll yeah. go number, we'll go number that's one. A, I mean, that's I was going to say, like, number one's got to be, like, interview Taylor Swift. Probably. Beyonce I, or. Number yeah, one is Drake. actually million dollars worth of game, which is at the same company. But I digress. We would still go number one if we got BTS. I don't know what we would talk about, but it would be interesting. Uh, number two, we need to get we need to get canceled. Is there any way we can get canceled like right now? Uh yeah, White Sox, Dave. Yeah, Dave, this is your. Oh, responsibility. Uh, dude, don't don't like yeah. let me go down this route because I will get. <laughs> Dave, no, so my, Dave, what I'm do you think? think the best God, God, they don't. It's, that should have even came from you, you fucking <laughs> conspiracy theorist weirdo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I just think like maybe we should like go hard to the left or hard to the right and get canceled by no, the other side. You don't go but, hard to any side. You go anti-BTS and you no, get canceled no. by the BTS. No, fans. we'll get true, fucking true. murdered. They'll find all my information <laughs> and come to my house and string me off, dude. He's smart. That that would. Uh... Smart. All right. So that's our that's the second plan. Uh, third plan. One of us needs to become a sex symbol. Like just fucking shirtless abs out. I don't know who it is. Dave. I vote Dave. Dave. I, I vote, Absolutely. Uh, so no Dave question. has to get canceled and become a sex symbol? He's already a, a, a jeans model. <laughs> he is, is a jeans model. <laughs> I am a jeans model. Damn, that dude. is true. I vote uh, Kenny. All right. Kenny is a sex symbol? Think Kenny, Kenny, Kenny the bad boy. If Dave gets canceled, the pussy follows. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Facts, dude. I don't know. Donnie J. Trump seems to be doing okay for himself. <laughs> He's doing better than Hunter Biden, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one is doing better than Hunter Biden in that perspective, dude. Uh, number four, we need to start beef. Like, we need to fucking, like, find someone and start legit beef and go after him. Like, one of the top, like, Joe Budden. Let's go after Joe Budden. No. No? Why? He's one of the most underrated rappers ever. He's so He's too crazy. easy. He's so good, he would destroy us. Oh, man. I don't know, dude. Kenny, rap. Kenny can I, rap. I, I, I do not want to get killed on wax. By Joe Budden? <laughs> what? By anybody, what? ever. That's a, life, that's a life rule of mine. I, I agree with Dante there. I disagreed Listen, before. I agree with Dante here. What the fuck is Joe Budden going to do? Is he going to do pump, uh, pump It Up Part 3? Like, is he going to do, like, pay Jay-Z to do a verse, like, 20 years posthumous? Like, what the fuck? Like... Bro, last time a uh, Philly rapper got into some beef. It didn't end great. well. Yeah. You, can't, you can't get drilled by Dre. You can't come back from that. Like. Yeah, ever since, Meek has not been able to do anything correctly. Like, legitimately, nothing correctly. He can't do, like, the, the flips. Of this, he's a cartoon character. Um, right. Sorry, oh, yeah. And my fifth one here is a scandalous interview. I think we should interview R. Kelly from prison. No. That's getting canceled too, though. <laughs> too much. Super too much canceled. I'm not yeah, saying we take yeah. his side. I'm just saying we treat it like fucking 60 minutes. <laughs> I would do that. Actually, no. Chris Hansen. Yeah, Chris Hansen. We Chris Hansen R. Kelly. What are you doing here? <laughs> All right. If you don't want to do a scandalous interview with R. Kelly, who would you do it with? Who's another like six nine? Like, what are we gonna do? guys are awfully quiet. That's a good we're question. Gonna, we're never going to go number no. one, dude. Oh, Kid Rock all day. Oh, yeah, there you That's go. All right, one. Kid Rock. Yes, I agree. All right. That's a good one. <laughs> Kid Rock. 
I have to interview him like Tucker Carlson. Like, dude, I I didn't interview. I don't. We get shit for it, but I would love to interview Kid Rock. I don't care what his fucking politics are. I don't even know what I would ask him. Everything. I I forget fucking who told me. Yeah, a lot. It was someone with the White Sox that played for the White Sox like years ago. It might have been Dante. I heard this from or something. Um, I don't want to say the girl because I don't know if it's it's her, but uh, someone I know, I think from the White Sox, walked into a party. Kid Rock was there. A girl that's a very famous actor was there amongst other famous people. And they walked to the back and it's literally like Pablo Escobar mountains of cocaine. Not that that should shock anybody, but she said it was like, or he said that she and he had, it was like a mountain of it. Damn. Like not just lines, like a mountain of it. So we interviewed Kid Rock. Yes. That'd be awesome. I'd ask him him about all that. The the ultimate musician came up as a ridiculously good DJ, then rapper. Kid Rock? I didn't know he was a DJ. Then rock star. Now country musician, musician, and he was in Joe Dirt. Yeah, and he was hilarious. <laughs> he was Robbie. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we call an uh, why don't we call the ambulance? Get you a hamburger <laughs> and some French fries. <laughs> fucking yeah, wonderful. he's he his little cameo and it's fucking outstanding. Great character. All right, so that's our plan. So out of all five steps, I think interview Kid Rock is the final step in all of this. Priority number one interview. Technically, in doing that, we get two to end five. We get canceled and we get a scandalous interview. I don't think we get canceled. People would just no bit. cancel. And then we become sex symbols while we shit on BTS. <laughs> yeah, just package it all together. One day you will look back at this stupid piece of printer paper from a bar and you'll be like, wow, that was like the gospel right there. This is the most Colin plan I've ever heard. It really is. I have no idea what I'm talking about. You should about. frame it and replace it with that shitty Bruce Springsteen picture you got behind your right shoulder. Agreed. 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 Oh, no, no, no. That actually leads me to a good point. Dante screamed from the back, fuck that asshole. So on the, the, the Instagram and the Barstool back page, uh, page the other day, I, I posted the tours were back and then instantaneously there comes this big thing about Ticketmaster, and I texted the group today being like, yo, we have to talk about I this. I saw that. Bro, Ticketmaster, I and this is inflation in its best. Like, I, I, everybody said this for a long time. All the free money the government was giving out was going to come back to bite us in the ass. All that time the shows weren't available, the whole time Ticketmaster was like, we're getting this money back one way or another. And it turns out they're doing it by just fucking jacking ticket prices up. Where now Bruce Springsteen tickets are like four to five grand a pop because of something. What is it called? Dante, like escalated scaling Dynamic or something? ticket pricing, Dynamic which is ticket pricing. the biggest crock of shit peddled on us consumers since baseball teams like Dave's started doing this uh, different tickets for different teams coming into town. What's that oh. called, Dave? I, I don't, I know exactly what you're talking about, but it's um, fucking bullshit. So if you go to a game against the twins, you pay 10 bucks. Yeah. If you go to that game against the Yankees, Red Sox or Dodgers? 120 bucks yeah. for that same ticket. My season tickets are all $25 a piece other than Yankees, Cubs, and this year it was Dodgers. Like all the major teams. And I think it went up to $37.50 per ticket. So this, di- this dynamic ticket pricing, which this isn't going to help my – I've been trying to get Live Nation to sponsor us, and I'm pretty sure they own Ticketmaster now. Like, they All right, then we're not shitting on Live Nation. We're shitting on Ticketmaster. 
So what they did is they said, however much traffic in demand there are for these tickets, it's going to adjust the price. Basically like the stock market. Yeah, obviously, it's a, a secondary market. Obviously, when the fucking tickets go on sale for a major tour, the demand is going to be through the roof between diehard fans and then scalper, you know, secondary market people. So the tickets go, you see one price, and then when you go to, like, actually put them in your cart, they're five or six times the price you just saw. And it's like, oh, asterisk, dynamic ticket pricing. And it's like, you have 10 minutes to lock this in or you lose it. And it's going to be even more after that. Dude. So my, my sister-in-law shouts out Courtney. I know she's going to be listening to this texted me and said the floor seats for Elton John at citizens bank last week were 10 grand. It's, it's exactly what uh, your boy just said there. They literally can't do anything about these secondary yeah. markets. So that's they, their competition to that. So they see these, these, I mean, these companies that are like blue chip companies built off of scalping tickets. They see the revenue they're doing and, you know, it, it's like they're leaving, they know they're leaving a shit ton of money on the table. So now instead of StubHub and SeatGeek fucking us, now it's going to be Ticketmaster fucking. Yeah. Shocking that Ticketmaster would fuck us. Can't believe that. Unbelievable. Who would have ever thought Ticketmaster? And Ticketmaster did have a like the you know resale market built in. So like even for like fucking Sixers games, if if it was a sold out crowd, they had their like own version of StubHub, like so you can buy tickets. So it was like inevitable. The only resale market I think we we subscribe to here is what Dave. What's your sponsor? Game time. Yeah, it's right, actually game time. I'm like ball wash, corporate ball washing and all that shit aside, people have bitched to me about every single product we endorse for one reason or another, mostly because they just like to bitch. Yes. People have actively reached out to me and said it's a good app. Nice. Yeah. I have season tickets, so I don't really use it uh, often, but um, I've heard it's like actually good. So speaking of bitching, hey, do you have season tickets? Yeah. Nice. I got, I mean, I got off, any, one. He said nice. <laughs> <laughs> any any Bulls season tickets going on, dude? He doesn't care about fucking basketball. I don't, I don't do basketball. Hey, My buddy is a ball boy, though. Hey, I do yeah. have to say, I do have to say, I got fucked so hard by the E Street band in this whole mess. How? My so they didn't announce a Chicago date. They're, right. they're playing in, like, fucking Oklahoma, and they're not doing Chicago. They'll announce one. Explain that to me, Colin. I can't. I, so, I said the only thing that can make sense is a radius That's your boy, Colin. Yeah, who? Text Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. So my boy, You're, so like, my the boy, official fucking spokesman for Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So my boy Tony hit me up. He's seen almost as many shows as I have, and he's like, we should go to Detroit and – Milwaukee for the Springsteen shows. I was like, done, let's do it. Put it in my calendar. He's like, I'm gonna go online and, and scoop tickets when they go on sale tomorrow, meaning today. And I was like, dude, we'll just we'll get them closer to the show. Like they they won't be that bad. And he's like, Are you crazy? They're gonna like be through the roof 
like you're you're crazy like milwaukee and detroit aren't huge markets like there'll be 200 bucks 300 bucks tops for good seats today i saw that happen and i'm just like we're either not going or we're spending four figures to get in the door easy and they'll still sell out oh yeah i mean they are sold out dude that's well, I, I did a whole the face. The, the cheapest face is going to be 300 bucks now instead of 100 bucks. How much did Harry Styles tickets cost? Like, he's got to be the bane of every white parent's existence. Oh, oh my God. Man. Yes. Like, and oh Bieber. My, and Bieber. Well, Bieber is on the DL. He can't perform. Oh, he, he, he just yeah. returned uh, today or something or yesterday. Did he? Seriously? Yeah, Go for him. Yeah, I, I saw he's back. He's like resuming tour. I can't lie, dude. I fu- I fuck with Bieber. I love. I actually don't. I, I think he's a cool dude now. I used to fucking hate him when he was a teenager, but he's like mellowed out. Yeah. And he seems everyone like cool did. I I'll beat that teenager's ass. Dude. But he was like, <laughs> I know he's the Biebs, but I wanted to fist fight him when I was like eighteen. Well, yeah, because he was, he was being out. a prick. Yeah. How old is he now? <laughs> he's probably like 25, 26. 24. Yeah. I would have guessed that. he was older than that, like twenty-seven. Now he's been famous since he was like twelve. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Shout out to Usher. I'm not even going to lie, bro. I saw him at Made in America in Philly last year. Headline the festival uh, for the second day, which was Sunday, Labor Day weekend. And he put on a fucking phenomenal performance. Like, that was my first time seeing, like, a real pop star live. And, like, I get it, bro. I'm a believer. (laughs) (laughs) He fucking killed that shit. I was like, wow. Lasers, no backtrack, bro. Like he was phenomenal. Well, dude, there I I, I did a whole video on this. Like at first off, yo, David Dante, you guys told me this, and until I started posting it backstage, I did not fucking realize this. Dude, Barstool commenters are the fucking worst. And I don't even They're give gonna a shit. show you. Bro, mm-hmm. I don't even give a shit because like I read I was like cool, whatever. But like, I went back and read them today, and these comments are so fucking dumb. Like, like literally, I posted something. It's a fucking minute-long video, and the first comment was like, Bruce Springsteen sucks. And I was like, all right, dude. What dude, the fuck? But this what is a weird, like, okay, so if you, I got suspended for, like, 24 or 48 hours, or might have been a week even, back in, like, 2015 or 16 from Twitter, because I responded to a Justin Bieber tweet. I He said something really stupid, like, frozen pizza is better than like restaurant pizza. And I just said, you pussy. And all his little stands just fucking latched on and reported me. And I was suspended. That's why we need BTS. But no here, but our fan base is the opposite. All the fucking weirdos that sit in our comment sections and tweet us nonstop, just talking shit, consume every ounce of our content, every ounce of it, but they talk constant shit. Yeah. It's so weird and backwards the world that like Dante and I live in. Oh, it makes dude. no sense. <laughs> when Dante posts a blog, I don't, mind those, I don't mind those people. The people that drive me nuts are the ones whose entire opinion on somebody or something will change depending on that someone or something's like political affiliation. Mm. Yes, I hate the, that more than anybody. The perfect example was. I wrote a blog today about Pearl Jam playing at the Apollo Theater in September. They announced the makeup show. I fucking yeah. loved Pearl Jam until I found out Eddie Vedder was a liberal. Dude, everybody, <laughs> everybody two years ago was like sucked Pearl Jam's dick so hard. <laughs> Could not get enough Honestly. 
of them now because like since COVID and, and Trump leaving and Biden coming in and Eddie Vedder spouting off, now it's fuck these pussies, anti-American like pieces of shit. My brother's Ooh. at home just being like, yeah, fucking lib losers. It's like, oh my God. Listen, dude, I always hate the project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pillow, pillow, pillow made of concrete. <laughs> Dante's boy, Eddie Vedder, smells bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think Ugh. like, especially being barstool and like polarizing, like, and in 2022, you're definitely going to get both sides of Dude. the commenting and all that shit. I think what I'm going to start doing is if anybody could, anyone like, says anything, I'm going to sneak one political jab in each time, but I'm just going to flip sides every time to see what happens. Just every time. Oh, dude, that's that's one of my favorite things on earth to do. <sighs> Take an extreme opinion and then the next week add the exact opposite one and then just fuck with people. <laughs> Why not? Who gives a fuck? It's, it's all fake so anyway. fucking funny. Like it's- one blog, I'll do it really subtly in blogs because if I am like actually talking and uh, our editors will fucking be bitches and take it down, <laughs> but I'll do it subtly. I'll just, I'll just throw in like little darts at libs and then I'll <laughs> throw in darts at all the mega guys. It's so it's it's one of my favorite little inside jokes of myself. Dave just giggles the whole time. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be laughing when I'm writing about it. Yo, but I just before we go to the interview, I just want to say, dude, I've been I I cannot believe I've been looking at the Lady Gaga footage, dude. These outfits are fucking nuts. She looked I saw that she looked like a chick from Dragon Ball Z, and I was she dude. looks exactly like Cell from Dragon Ball Z. It's fucking bro, crazy. Illuminati. You think? See, I remember when I called him a conspiracy theorist creep earlier. Do you yeah. think that you think Lady Gaga is a part of the Illuminati? Oh, I know. How do you know? Are you in the Illuminati? I no, I, I wish I was. I wish I would get the invite. Then, oh. I, then I would be on the I'd be on the inside looking out at all at all you suckers. You'd be on Epstein's flight log. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Jesus Christ. No, she's a she's 100% Illuminati and that's all just like symbolism and acknowledgments to it all. <laughs> so Dante is a conspiracy theorist. No, I mean she's wicked fucking talented and but I mean like fucking everybody at that level is is Illuminati. Once you get to a certain level, I can't even say I disagree. It's like, all right. <laughs> Especially when she is certain that like worth it. It's like right. if you're trying to tell me I need to take a blood oath to have lunch with Jay-Z, I would do it. I don't give a shit. Bro, you, you wanna hear wanna hear some <laughs> awesome shit for last last tidbit from that Bruno Mars week last week? Yes. So his tour manager is Lady Gaga's old tour manager. He worked he worked, I think, six years for Gaga, and now it's been 12 with Bruno, or vice versa. It was, Something I think it was 12 like and six. But he was also the guitarist in Shiny Toy Guns. What? You remember them? Yes. Yeah, they had a few bangers. So, wait, what do they sing again? You wouldn't know it. it was, there was a popular <laughs> song in the early 2000s. I would know it then. It was kind of like Grime House. Like I, I don't know, Paul. What would you describe that as? I'm just gonna pull it up. Yeah, play play it real quick. My whole thing is so wait, seconds, this dude. Copy, this dude was in a fucking band, and he worked for Bruno Mars and Lady Gaga, and now he's a Freemason. 
No, he's not. <laughs> so listen, his name, his name's Sean. He's from Boston. Uh, we started just like shooting the shit about people we knew. And okay, yeah, I wouldn't know this. You will. I... Just wait till the vocals kick in. Yeah. Now I know it. It feels like the Ting Tings. Yeah. It feels like it was like, it was like that era. What would you call that kind of? It wasn't rock, but it wasn't. It wasn't electronic music. It's it like, like sarcastic lady cyberpunk shit. I don't know how else no. to describe it. Disco That's pop, awesome some weird music. shit. I I love that stuff. It was like electro. That's what it's called, electro. That's the word you're looking for, electro. So so listen though. So he was in that band, and. Gaga was coming up in like the club scene doing like club shows. We had her at a place I, I worked at Enclave. She was like 5k. Um, wow. Yeah. I saw her get dressed in the, in like the kitchen. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah. But anyways, so he got no, he noticed her, they came up together and they did a bunch of shows together and they all became friends. And then she blew up and was like, I don't know how to fucking do any of this shit big time. Like you guys want to come help. So he was like, yeah, I'll fucking, I'll advance your shows or whatever. So he became her fucking tour manager forever. And then he was at some uh, show of hers and Bruno Mars's team was backstage and they were like, uh, Hey, do you know anyone that would be interested in, you know, being Bruno's TM? And he was like, I'll do it. And they were like, okay, done. So then he left and started working with Bruno and they became be like best buds. And he's been what his a come up, dude. Since. But he, he, I go, what was your band name? And he's like, uh, shiny toy guns. I was like, wait, 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 wait. That's you were in that group. He's like, yeah, I, I play guitar. I was like, dude, that's like not some fucking no name group. Like you guys had some hits. He's like, yeah, we, we had a, we had a decent little like run. Yeah, it's got to be hard to kind of like stunt and act like you're big time when you're fucking working with Bruno Mars and Lady Gaga. Like, that's tough. Like, not to mention the Illuminati's over your shoulder. Like, it's tough. Yeah. Dude. I wonder what kind of life those guys live, though. That's got to be like such a fucking pain in the balls job, even though it's. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, it's got to be the worst, right? It's, Yo, they're the, they're the bane get, of Dante's existence. Dude, let's get a fucking. You have to know like a good TM. Let's get a good tour manager on here and ask them about like. If there's anybody who knows a good TM, it's fucking Kenny. Yeah, Kenny right. and yeah. Rob would know a billion, too. I don't know. Paul kind of tour managed for us for a little while when we first started out. I was the Fox Shot tour manager. That was a while of time. And that's all. I'll <laughs> we'll say. take a few bottles of, uh, like, yeah. I, so I'm going to throw one word out there for you, Paul. Charlotte. <laughs> Chill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back there. Dude. Me, me and Paul have more fucking stories. Dang. Fucking hear them, pussies. We know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's Colin trying to get canceled, and now he has a chance to get himself canceled. No, I, don't I just came with you, Illuminati, Dave. Go. Let's, let's hear Let's hear about the Me Too stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, Colin is a certified pussy, for sure. I know that. I was. Oh, I know, I was you won't even tell a story. I didn't know that you guys went to, like, high school, high, like, yeah, like yeah. freshman in high school together. Yeah, me and Paul. Northeast Philly dirtbags thrown through. Yep. So, how much did you have to like defend Colin because he couldn't defend himself? <laughs> Dude, Colin high school is totally different than Colin now. He's a chubby fucking catcher for the baseball team that sucked ass. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, me, me and Paul worked uh, at Texas Roadhouse <laughs> together. We fucking me and Paul have been ride or die. Paul, yo, the funny Honestly. part is the funny part is Paul is literally a quarter of a mile away from me right now. He's literally yeah, we're corner. fucking five blocks, bro. I could scream <laughs> out my window. Have the XLR cable to, yeah, yeah, good shit. We went from dog. the northeast to the northwest. Literally just across the city. Uh, all right, let's wow. get into the, let, let's go into on the list off list when we get back. Let's go into our interview with our homie Joe Samba. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the guest list today, we have one of the most likable human beings in the industry. He's on tour right now. He's in Washington, but he took the time to talk to us. We have Joe Samba on the podcast. Joe, how are you, brother? We're going. It's Joe Samba now these days. Oh, but Samba. I appreciate it, bro. You have to understand, dude, it's the Philly accent. Is Every A is eh. It's Man. fucking terrible. Yes. Yeah. Every t- it's been a weird transition also on top of it all, so I understand. You're rolling with it, though. Rolling with it. That's what we do, baby. That's what it is, man. Uh, dude, first off, I always like to start with just something something just off the top. And one thing I did see is you are on tour. You got engaged on stage the other night? Yes, I did, about two weeks ago. Congratulations, brother. Thanks, man. She said yes, thank God. Now, honestly, did you have a backup plan or she didn't? Um, <laughs> just laugh it off and try not to cry. That was the- <laughs> Cancel the fucking tour. <laughs> Oh, man. But no, uh, we thank you for being here. You just dropped a new album recently. You're on the road. We have a lot to talk about. But you and Dante have something in common. You're both New oh, England yeah? boys. You're both New England boys. Nice. Disgusting. Fell in New England, Dad. Wait, where are you from? I thought you were Philly. Me? I'm yeah. not Philly. Someone, someone, oh, told, someone, someone, don't someone say it. Uh, don't slandered say it like- you and said you were Philadelphia. And don't say it like that. Don't be like, ew, not Philly. Hey, you're I'm from, no. are from New England all day. Nice. Where are you from? From Central Mass. Uh, originally, I'm from Lawrence, Mass. I grew up in New Hampshire, though. Salem, New Hampshire. You guys fucking disgust me. Nice. I want you to know that. <laughs> now, are, do your allegiance are do your allegiances still lie like sports wise with like Patriots, Red Sox, all that shit? Yes, for the most part, I will say. Like, I mean, when I was eight years old is when Tom Brady took over the Pats, and like we just dominated since I was a kid. So I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. And I lived in Florida for a little while. So, this, like, the same year Tom Brady went to Florida, I was down there. So, it only made sense to root for Tom Brady down there and piss off all my friends back Is home. that is that a violation, Dante? <laughs> is it a violation? Nah. Everyone says it is. Nah. Kind of. Dante, you're the, you're, the first say, you're the first to say it's not a violation. So, I appreciate it. Uh, it's it's AFC, NFC, and it's, it's one in a million. I mean, it's like fucking Jordan going to the Wizards, except if – the wizards turned into a wagon after he went there, you know. <laughs> oh, that's but that's where are you now? Where are you based out of now? Are you based out of Pacific Northwest or are you down in Florida? So, so we're, we're on the road right now. I lived in Florida for a little while, but um, after me and Olivia had our son, we moved to Charleston, South Carolina. So that's where we're chilling now. Oh, shit. I'm gonna, spot. I'm gonna be in Charleston in three weeks. Yeah, no way. Yeah, uh, I won't you- be there. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'll be out on the road God knows where uh, that, I guess that's my first question too Because I know you're a, a road warrior uh, How has it been getting back out on the road Post-COVID? It's been pretty crazy I mean um, the, the road was still new to me When COVID hit 
So I didn't even get like my, my hands dirty yet when it came to traveling as much as I was. But um, I mean, so far this year, it's been nonstop. We did a bunch of dates with um, Bad Fish and went out with Bumpin' Uglies. I flew out to do Cali Roots. I did a tour in Hawaii last year. It's been nonstop, honestly, since last year. So I'm grateful to be working for sure. And, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been a rugged one, especially having a new family, a new son and just getting engaged. It's just all good things, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's an abundance of good things that are also very like, Oh my God. (laughs) Taking it as it comes, man. Nobody actually thinks about how grimy and stressful the fucking road is. It's just like this romanticized thing of being like, oh, yeah, I'm on tour. Is there been like one thing, like one grimy habit that you've picked up on the road? Or like, is there one, like, what's oh, the grimiest aspect of it? Uh, I'd have to say trying, trying to eat healthy, like the grimy, like just eating like it's the hardest. food from it's the, the gas stations. I just literally ate a can of, of SpaghettiO Franks and a Capri Sun. it's the hardest it's the hardest thing trying to stay healthy on the road it's these these guys i saw i saw uh chase rice the other day on tour and he's just like a specimen and like he's been on a tour bus he's about to head out where you're at right now for three weeks just like how the fuck do you stay in good shape or whatever he was like, I'm the wrong person to ask, man. He was, like, he, was like, he, he was like, he gave me, he said, you can't eat what the rest of the crew eats. Facts. Dude. Because yeah. you're right. It's like Subway. It's drive-through stuff. It's, it's all just well, like, it's, of, it's convenience store stuff. Food, out of all the fast food, I'd say Subway would probably be like the go-to healthier option of all the options. But yeah, it's super hard. It's hard. We, we survived. It's greens. We survived an entire Southern tour one time eating nothing but uh, crispy, crunchy chicken, which is like EBT level chicken from fucking gas stations in the South. And I've never felt worse about myself my entire life. Like it, it it's just fucking dis- we're disgusting animals on the road, dude. We really are, yeah, man. But we got to do what we got to do. It fucks, your, it fucks do. your mental up, too, when you yeah. when oh, you're yeah. eating garbage like that all the time. Oh yeah, dude! Fuck mood swings, and all you're eating is like salt and fat, and that's it. Like, yep. there, there's no salad. Fuck salad! You're eating spaghettios out of a can. <laughs> hey man, I got a song called Beef, so you know I'm not. It's it is what it is, you know. <laughs> Rock and roll. You're a man of a fucking a certain image, and you you are who you are, dude. And I've always appreciated that about you. And I think the other. Like, the one thing I really do appreciate about you, though, and I find this a lot in kind of the reggae rock scene, you're not afraid to, like, be yourself and be a little bit goofy. Like, what's the one video you have where, like, the whole point of the music video is you take a case full of bananas instead of a guitar on tour? (laughs) It's a song called The Answer. Yeah, that's off my first record. Um, That was our first trip down to Key West. And, um, yeah, dude, we try to have fun with it. Like, you know, there's, there's a weird you know, niche that I feel like the reggae world like puts on themselves. They have to act real serious all the time. And, and I like to stray away from that and kind of just bring some fun to the table and whether it's through a music video or just lyrically or just content on my Instagram, you know, having fun is if we're not having fun, why the heck do it at all? You know, especially when you have a music that you make. 
great point, dude. I mean, how did you wind up in the reggae rock world? Because Yeah, that's what I want to know. Coming from the Northeast, how did you end up in, in that realm? That whole realm. So, you know, it, 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 is, it does seem random because being from New Hampshire, it's like, you know, reggae is probably not the first thing anyone thinks of. And it was honestly not even the first thing I thought of. No, it's I, Hampton I Beach. Of, yeah, <laughs> I worked at a record store. I worked at a record store and I just got into a bunch of different types of music. And that's when I started smoking weed a lot. And mm. like just experimenting with my music taste. And I've always been raised on different types of music. My whole family's musical. And I don't know, reggae just naturally has that, like, you can't not nod your head to reggae, if mm. you ask me. Like, any walk of life can kind of enjoy it. And, like, I got really into Sublime. And just was obsessed with the entire catalog and just started. I was in a metal band um, in like, I was like 16 to 23. I was in this metal band. And, you know, I, I always vibed with Brad Knoll's vibe because of like his, his like hardcore scene mixed with the reggae mm. hip hop scene and like, like kind of meshing all those flavors together. And and I always loved that about their music, and I'm um, trying to do that—not trying purposely, but but being inspired to do something similar with how I look at music and what I'm writing now. I just kind of fell into the reggae stuff. Like I was always playing metal and more angsty, heavier stuff, and then you know, I, I want to say maybe like 2014, 15, I. I uh, did my first like reggae song which was the wrong impression which ended up turning into the title track of my whole record the wrong impression the rest is history well yeah i was gonna and say people seem to like it oh, i was doing cool. my snooping dude and i saw your emo face i saw your emo face videos what the fuck man were you screaming like what were you doing so i did a little screaming but i actually i played um rhythm guitar and did like the clean singing but I would do some backup like screams and stuff like that from from the emo days, as you say. I had like big old gauges in my ears and straightened my hair and all that <laughs> shit. And now you look like a fucking IPA drinking barber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Pretty much, pretty much. All, all the hair from my head went onto my face. Pretty much. It's a beautiful thing, man. And I you did do the house that Brad built. The, the record that came out last year and you did 50, 54, 40 set. You did that. You did that sublime track, which is one of my fucking favorite yeah. tracks. Did you do the ball and chain part too? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. 54, 46 ball and chain. How did that one come together? One of my together? favorite tracks that sublime ever put out. And uh, it kind of, dude, it kind of came together organically. It's, it's, I'm, I'm now signed to law records who put out house of Bradley built. But before I even signed with them, they reached out for me to be on the uh, deluxe edition. And um, I, I had been, you know, like, you name whatever Sublime cover song. Like, I played them all. And one of my favorites is 5446 Ball and Chain. And when they had, like, a list of songs to choose from, I saw that was available. And I was like, I'm doing that one. And uh, I got my ragtag group together with my studio, Revelry Studios in New Hampshire. And we tracked it sent it over to law they loved it and and um i'm pretty sure that's like the the project that got me in inevitably signed to the label 
that's um, awesome how quick i could work on those tracks and yeah it was it was really cool to uh to get those kind of props um from people i looked up to like because pepper uh owns law and they put together this it just being asked to be a part of something involving sublime and brad Knoll at all is like such an honor and really cool to pay respect to brad Knoll and their music in the best way possible and being a part of that cult collaboration compilation is rad so i haven't told kaleo this because i I love pepper and we had kaleo on the podcast uh i don't think he knows this the episode that he recorded with us never came out because i deleted it by accident (laughs) oh no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i never i never broke that news to him we did a great like hour and a half long interview and i i was like cleaning out my computer to make space to be able to edit it yeah and I fucking threw it in the garbage can and just didn't realize I did it. So, uh, Kaleo. Should be like that sometimes, man. Should, dude, should be like is. that all the time. Like it, <laughs> Consistently, I fuck up like that. But, no, I'm, I've been really impressed to see the way that you've kind of, like, post-COVID kind of stepped out and you've been hitting the road like crazy. And, dude, the new album. Yes. Dude, let's talk about the new record. Heck, yeah. You guys like it? It's cool? You like it? It's enjoyable? I, uh... Losing it is is a jam, man. What's uh, what's the story about about that? How that song come about? So losing it, you know, um, the rough idea, like at the time. I mean, I was it was during COVID. Actually, like I couldn't gig, I couldn't play any music live, and I picked up my old job landscaping again, and it was no like no way. Yeah, I mean. I, yeah, so I was just out of nowhere. I was like, I went from playing all the time to just like, here I am landscaping again. And I, I kind of mentioned that in the first verse. But it's like, it's like kind of looking at this daydream of like, you have this idea of where you'd like your music to career, career to be and like, whatever, whatever, COVID aside, anything can kind of occur on your journey towards like what you want to accomplish. And I full circle, anything could lead me back to just landscaping again, you know, and that, that was the rough like idea of the song. Um, and then it, like all songs, like it starts with that main idea and then it kind of builds itself around that. But that's where it kind of came from, at least the theme. And um, I've known Jackson from the elevators for a really long time. He's homie from the South shore mass. And we've been talking about doing a track together for years and, finally came together um the theme of the song he vibed with well and just came together really nice and something that i feel like most people all over the place can relate to but like new in- new englanders especially um we wanted to do a cool shout out to those cats in the northeast so it, it came together awesome and i'm glad you dig it dude that is fellow a new great, englander that's a great fucking story Thanks, man. I mean, it's not a good story. Like, obviously, like, that's like the thing is, though, Dante always says to me, because when COVID happened, I had to go back to bartending. I never wanted to go back to bartending. And I felt like very weird about it. And I didn't want to talk about it. And I wanted to like hide the fact that that happened. But you're open. You're just like, yeah, when COVID happened, like most musicians, I had to go get a job. Like, I had to go back and do what I had to do. Uh, Well, I was lucky, too, because a lot of musicians were screwed. They probably had to start working at a gas station. I still had Frank Rubino landscaping in Methuen, Massachusetts, ready to go. That's a great fallback, so, man. That's a great fallback. The, yeah. uh, the, at the end of the day, there's, there's no shame in working. 
Like honestly, I have fucking I have fucking twenty jobs, and Literally. I'm not I'm not ashamed of any of them. Um, but yeah, it's it, it always weirds me out when artists are like, you know, kind of like, like secretive about stuff like that. I love that you're open about that because that's fucking relatable, man. That's ninety percent of the like the world. Anyone that couldn't work what we're on Zoom, what we're doing right now had to pivot or had to figure something out like that's crazy though that i mean so how did that go about you just hit your old boss up and we're like hey uh you got any you got any hours for me no pretty much and and honestly my boss frank he's he's a drummer himself like he's an old family Sick. friend and frank like he called it pretty much he's like i told you this thing was gonna affect everything like uh. like he called covid like months before anyone and he was just like, I told you, you, you were going to come back sooner or later. And he's just <laughs> busting my balls about it. I was like, well, thanks, Frank. I was going to ask, did he hit awesome. you with like the, oh, Mr. Rockstar, back again to cut lawns. You <laughs> idiot. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a ball buster. He's a, he's a Massachusetts Italian guy. So it was some ball busting for sure. I didn't realize how many Italians there were in like the Boston, like Massachusetts, that whole area. Cause I like I, dude, I I'm, I'm realizing that more and more. Dante, it's like 50 50, man. Irish or Italian, that's about it. The uh, Joe, so after kind of not to put words in your mouth, but after like being humbled during COVID and now being back on the road, do you are you do you appreciate it way more? Or are you like loving every second of it? I appreciate it way more, but it's hard to say because I was in a completely different position in my life back then where my motivations on doing it were different. And um, I, I almost needed that reset for 2020, honestly, to like kind of step back and like more, less, less like career based, music based bullshit, but more just like shit with myself and figuring out like who I am and. Um, it took a lot of that to kind of get to the next step and be okay with like, maybe I won't sell out Red Rocks, but as long as I can make a living playing, like that's, that's the goal. And, um, I ended up moving to Key West, Florida. I moved, um, my girlfriend and my dog down there, now fiance. And now we have a son and now my perspective of the road and going out there is more, uh, a mindset of just, you know, supporting my family and uh i don't even know if it's the right mo move necessarily but i'm out here because i have the support from my family and 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 um i'd be lost without that and it's it's a very different scenario from when i was touring then to now um but all of it is like meaningful and full circle and and um we're we're busting our asses out here basically and and uh, it's it, there's there's more purpose behind it now than there was before. Definitely. How often awesome. does how often does your son get to come out and see you play? Um, not as much. He's only four months. Um, he's gonna have an entire life of that, I'm sure. Yeah. So, um, he's only been out to a few gigs. His first gig ever, um, he was a month old, and I pl I I live in Charleston now, so there's a spot called Low Life, and we do like we just do like a low key sunday like reggae jam that was his first time coming to see me play 
And then the last time he saw me play was at the casino ballroom in Hampton Beach in front of Hell like 2,000 yeah. people. Oh, so, that's fucking awesome. He'll have a wild ride of different shows to see. Hampton Beach, baby. Starting them young. I love it. Can you explain to me Hampton Beach? Because I feel like there's like it's, a... It's like Wildwood. It's like Wildwood, oh, New Jersey. Oh, okay, cool. It's I'm a boardwalk. It's a boardwalk. It's uh, little. It's a little sleazy, but in a in a good, fun, wholesome way. Exactly. It's uh, honestly, they they cleaned it up a lot. Um, there's actually a friend of mine, Al. He he owns the spot, Bernie's and Wally's and the Goat and all those new spots that are popping up. And the towns just put a lot of money into the boardwalk and just keeping it really fun. Like you said, like family friendly. It's still got it's like rough and tough New England guys who walk down the streets, but like you know, everyone's super friendly and cool. And Hampton is just for me personally, it's like a that's where I used to go to the beach with my family growing up. Mm-hmm. So, so um, there's actually a stage like um, halfway up the beach. It's called the Half Shell, and um, they completely rebuilt it. But it used to be this like not so good like concrete stage in the middle of the beach and my dad's like show band used to play there all the time and that's actually the first time i ever sang in front of people was on that stage in hampton beach so there's a lot of like the reason why i did what i did like proposing to olivia there and and being able to play the casino ballroom that was like a whole full circle moment that uh you know just from my first time performing across the street at that crappy half shell to the casino ballroom and my my dad watching me up there at the casino ballroom and all my family there it was cool dude it was awesome fucking awesome man you got you got a great story man joe how could no like how could somebody not root for you like that seriously like i said this to begin dude you're a lovable guy like and you have a great story the music's great uh i will say this before i you know kiss up to you anymore uh wildwood new jersey is not gotten any better it is <laughs> they have not cleaned <laughs> no. it up at all it is exactly the same way I went as a kid. Uh, it's gross, and I love it, though. Um, I'd still go and swim there. No, you wouldn't. Give me, a beach of, give, give me a beach of any type. I'm down. You don't mind that there's, like, condoms and dirty diapers floating past you? I, I, I take pride in, like, just taking every spot in, good or bad, and, like, laughing at it. If it sucks, it's like, wow, this is fun. This sucks, <laughs> you know? what's been the best spot you've hit on tour yet that's not like a local spot like have you have you done a red rocks yet have you done something uh, of that level oh not quite no um i haven't i mean back in new england you know that's that's my main like market mm-hmm. like the um and um this is kind of my first time even hitting uh out west we have our first show tonight in spokane i guess by the time this airs we'll be on our way to seattle and uh I haven't done any like big, big major things. We're we're out with Tropidelic and Cast Out right now. Um, I think they're like five, six hundred cap rooms, and and uh, it's gonna be fun, man. It's it's gonna be a grind, but um, we're working our way to places like Red Rocks. Hopefully, in the next couple of years, you know, I got a good team working with me now, and it takes it takes a team for sure. I'm just one dude, so having the band out here, having my my TM and uh, and my manager Ian and everybody, they help it make. They help me make it a reality to actually get to Red Rocks one day. We'll see. The team is easily one of the most overlooked things humanly possible when it comes to the industry because a lot of people try and do it themselves. I happen to fall into that category where I always think I can do everything myself. You can't. 
So shouts out to your team. Shouts out to Paul from, from Law Records who, who hit us up about this. Those guys are great. And you guys have a great roster over there. Uh, I think one of my questions I, I asked this, because we have like a lot of our friends on this podcast. Like We had Dirty Heads on here. Uh, just a lot of people from that scene. Who would you say right now in your scene is kind of like the lead, like the head dog? Like who is who is someone you'd like to head on the road with? Like someone to, to follow kind of behind their footsteps? Um, man, there's so many. Uh, this this particular like the particular reggae rock world, um, there's just so much going on. Obviously, like the stick figures, the, the dirty heads, like slightly stupid. You name them, dude. I'd oh, love to yeah. play with all of them. You know, any of them. Um, but you know, there's there's a lot of awesome up and coming bands too that I would love to like. I'd love to go out with my boys, the Elevators. I'd love to hit the road, with Fortune Youth again, Article Sound System. Like all of them are are uh, all these bands. When you look at it as a spectrum of like like this type of venue to this type of venue, um, it's it's all there's no big band in my eyes it, mm. it, and, and that's not even a negative thing it's like everyone's wants the same goal everyone wants to help each other out and um and any show with any of those bands would be a privilege to play with them so you know oh, yeah i'm just along for along for the ride it's hard hard question to narrow down to one specific band but Nah, understood. And I, once again, you're a nice guy. I, I was hoping you'd just like go cutthroat and be like, no, fuck all those other bands. It's only me. <laughs> uh, well, Joe, you're obviously all <laughs> you're on the road, dude. We're going to let you go in a minute here. Uh, I do have a last question. And I, you're, you, you have a lot of musical taste. You have a big background. Uh, you travel a lot. Do you have a guilty pleasure thing that you'll like a, a guilty pleasure playlist or an artist that you'll throw on in the car while you're driving? Is there anything that sticks out that we might not expect that you might like? Oh, dude, anything funk, like honestly, Tower of Power Yo, is, is literally my, my favorite band of all time. I got them, I got them tattooed on my leg. Literally, I got Tower of Power, Tower of Power right here, and then Lettuce right there. Fuck yeah. And those two bands. Actually, coincidentally, those two bands are playing Red Rocks tonight, Tower of Power and Lettuce. And I'm so pissed I'm missing it because they're my two favorite bands of all time. Skip the show tonight. But, Make it your like, turn. Get, get the Colorado. <laughs> it's a quick seven hours or nine hours to Colorado from here. Um, but, you know, those are, my two, those are my two favorite bands for sure. And at like three in the morning when I'm driving overnight and blasting funk and everyone's trying to sleep. That's like a guilty pleasure. Oh man. Joe, this has been an absolute pleasure, man. Everyone, please go tech, check out Joe on the road. Uh, listen to the new record. Uh, Joe, anything you'd like to say before you get out of here, brother? Oh yeah. Just check out the new record far from forever. Um, check out my tour schedule. I'll be touring nonstop pretty much the rest of the summer and then throughout the fall. And uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's fun. Dude, I want to awesome come back. Let's do it again. Hell yeah. Dude, well, if you could get your ass back to Charleston, we could do it in person. I'll be there. <laughs> Skip the tour. Come yeah. talk to us. What? Do you have any plans in Charleston while you're there? Uh, none yet. Uh, we're going for my wife's uh, mom's birthday. And uh, they're big okay. Southern Charm fans, the Bravo show. So I'm sure we're going to be hitting all those spots. And I think we're doing, right. we're doing a ghost tour or something. 
okay. Yeah, that's actually the ghost tour is actually pretty cool there. Um, there and uh, there. Yeah, there in Savannah are super haunted. I am not trying to go there in the dead of summer though, and uh, just sweat it's hot. my ass off. I'll I'll come in the winter time and see you. But Joe, awesome talking, man. We're rooting for you, bro. Good people. Appreciate it, guys. All right, so that was our friend Joe Samba. Go check him out on tour. Listen to his new record. Congratulations to my man, by the way, for having a child and getting engaged on stage. He's the fucking man. Go see him on tour. Uh, also, go listen to the house that Bradley built. Which yeah, is- dude. Bro, I've, known, is, I've known Joe Sam's music for a long time now, like even before uh, we hooked up with um, with uh, Rob Vaccaro. Yeah, uh, great. That's like my, I love reggae rock type shit. That's my kind of jam. Really fucking good artist. Really yeah. good. He's obviously a not guy. a fucking A-lister. You got to dig for him a little bit. You don't even have to dig for him. He's on Spotify and all that, but he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Never listened to him until before our interview and i was i was fucking digging it man yeah he's good he's really good i just fuck with the guy because he's cool like he's a nice guy like and it's it's like he's somebody to root for and plus dude in that scene though like it's it's tough right it's tough but it's also like when you get in there that's lifelong fans like oh yeah that exactly it's kind of cult following yeah 100 percent. there's just a bunch of daves at every show like people who fucking die hard love that scene. And I like, I just, I like that guy. I think he's going to do really well. Um, and he's a funny guy. I, 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 I like him a lot. So shout out to Joe. Um, before we get out of here, cause it is like late as fuck. Uh, let's go in on the list, off the list. I'll start. Then we'll go Dave, then Dante, uh, then Paul. Uh, my on list is Andrew Scholes. That dude, he has a new uh, special that just came out uh, called Infamous. I've heard it's fucking outstanding. I put him on my list because Can you only he, watch it on his website. You have to buy for like the first week. You have to buy it off his website for fifteen dollars. He bought it back from a streaming service for a million dollars out of his own pocket. Yeah, because they wanted to censor it and take a bunch of jokes out. And he said, "Nah, I'm cool. Here's a million dollar check." It was all the money he had in the world. It's what he says. I don't know if I believe him, but it's all the money he had in the world. And in one day, he made $3.5 million off of it. All because he said, fuck you. I'm not going to take these jokes out. Shit is funny. I love shout that. Shouts out to Andrew Scholes, dude. The man. Uh, Dave, oh, yeah. who's on, Dave, who's dude, on your list? That, you want to talk about fucking how to make the podcast huge? That's like, the, he just fucking tripled his income overnight. He's a overnight. genius. He's a genius. Unbelievable. Smart. Smart, so man. we got to get canceled. <laughs> And then have someone buy it, and then we buy it back as, like, an investment and just triple our money. Something like you that. You know who sucks, dude? BTS. Fucking hate BTS. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so I'm playing with fire over here. Uh, Dave, who's on your list? Uh, on my list, uh, the dude – oh, actually, I'll say this. Uh, TouchTunes DM'd me a shit ton of credits because I, I shouted him out on one of Shut our – Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. You like that Bart. bitch? <laughs> so touch tunes. And uh what's your go-to song? Mine? Yeah. I was gonna ask something else, but I it would have been cancellation worthy almost. I do have a song that I like. All right, so it's my karaoke song slash throw it on in touch tunes and scream it in the bar and nobody wants it. 
but I put it on my story the other day and I said it's the greatest song of all time. If it makes you happy by Sheryl Crow. I love that song. God damn it, I, that's a great fucking song. I that's a perfect touch to a good Sunday Monday sure. song. Yep. You yes. gotta go, you gotta go Sheryl Crow, you gotta go Mariah Carey, like old like 90s-ish shit. And it's you know what? I wanted hand. to knock that Sheryl Crow answer, but it's a perfect touch yeah. tune song on, no, it's on a great, It's just a great song. It's like, <laughs> all right, I love the same way. I love it. I get the same say about it. All right, Dave, I'm going to come to Chicago. We're throwing $70 worth of Dragula by Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Dante, who's on your list? Oh, Dots, Homestyle Pretzels. Dude, you are going to die on this hill. You are a Dots guy. I like to think I, I played a part in her getting acquired by fucking Hershey's for a bajillion dollars. You get a cut? No, she sent me a huge care package with like a million bags of these. I'm, I'm almost running low. So Dot, hook me back up, babe. Dude, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll, I'll hawk some Dot's pretzels if she wants to sponsor the podcast, which would make no fucking, which would make no fucking sense. Welcome to On the Guest List, music podcast presented by Dot's Honey Mustard Pretzels. Did you ever see my uh, interview with Dot? No. Oh, yeah. I right, wrote a, dude, I wrote a huge blog when these were in like two states. They were in like fucking South Dakota and Michigan. They're in Wawa's now. They're everywhere. What is the story behind dots? I'm it was like two years ago. I wrote this blog and I was like, these are the best fucking snack like in the game, period. I was like, I've never seen them before. They're like crack cocaine. Well, and yeah. All, that- all these people were like, they're the fucking best. They're the fucking best. And then all these other people were like, holy shit, where do I get them? So they started going online and buying them. And then she reached out to me and was like, hey, uh, our PR firm like found your like blog. Thank you so much for writing that. Blah blah blah. And I was like, hey, can I interview you on Zoom? She was like, about what? I was like, everything. <laughs> Sorry. So I interviewed the whole her. thing. She was fucking awesome. She's the best. Yeah, are they vegan? I doubt it. Ah, uh, Paul, you can't eat them, dude. No, they're pretzels. They don't contain milk and egg. They're basically pretzels with a ton of MSG on them. Hell oh. yeah. Wait, Wait, you're vegan? Dying. Paul's vegan, I am, dude. I am a vegan. I'm because a vegan. you don't, because of like, you want to be healthy or because you don't like the flesh of slaughtered animals? <laughs> <laughs> dude, he, doesn't eat, he don't eat swine, dude. <laughs> no swine. I'm Muslim. No. Yeah, um, Paul's butt sucks, dude. <laughs> sure. no, you're a no ass <laughs> yeah we were in fucking new york and i got like a chicken sandwich and paul got a vegan quesadilla it wasn't bad That's it was banging actually dude i admire that i wish i had the fucking willpower to do it i just I like a- fucking meat too much me too yeah. this is not a willpower situation it's the fact that paul's butt sucks conscientious higher i don't know higher character thing yeah Paul, paul's a black israelite dude <laughs> <laughs> all right paul who's on your list on my list vegans no i'm just no. kidding on my list is family uh, 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 yeah, I gotta get sappy. Gotta get sappy a little bit. You know what I mean? Good times. 
I went on like a little mini vacation with like my extended family, like nine cousins, 10 aunts and uncles, my grandma, 86, still out there throwing some horseshoes and shit. So yeah. it was a good weekend. Yeah. So yeah, that's on my list. What happens when they whip out the hot dogs at a, like a family, like a family function? V dogs, bro. <laughs> you have vegan hot dogs? They exist. Your mom, of- your mom would be down for vegan hot dogs. Yeah, she had a vegan dog for sure. No doubt. <laughs> all right, all, off my list are vegans. Bunch of pussies, dude. <laughs> Suck Just my dick, dog. Terrible people, dude. <laughs> terrible people. No, uh, for real. Off my list, actually, uh, I, I already said it. It's, it's the Barstool commenters. Uh, Just weird. Weirdos. I love you guys all to death, but you're fucking weird. Uh, I, did, I did hit someone back with a mean LOL, though. Just a mean LOL. This same dude, the same Twitter egg hit me back like seven times. It was like, you fucking suck. Who runs this bullshit account? You want to be fucking KFC so bad. And I finally sent it back with the LOL and I got a DM from him. And I was like, yeah, this is actually awesome. Uh, so just fuck out to all the basement dwellers out there. Uh, Dave, who's that on was the list? me, bro. Yeah, it's probably you fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, on the list is off the list, off the list, off or the list. off the list is uh, Elon Musk. Because he better buy fucking Twitter because I'm sick of internet commenters. I hope to God he buys it so badly. Give everybody a blue check mark. You have to use your face. And if you say something fucking stupid, your name's behind it instead of a goddamn burner account. And get rid of all the trash hits on Twitter. Dude, drain the show. Is that what he wants to do? Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly, exactly what he wants to do. He's gonna give, he'll give like public figures a different check mark, but everybody has to be verified that it's their actual identity. So if you're Love a it. dickhead on the internet, guess what? You people know who you are. I love Yo, it. Have I you fucking seen, love it? Have you? But seen he, the, he he's balking. He's balking, and it's pissing me off. Have you seen the shirtless picture of him yet? That just oh, came it's out? hilarious. I Bro. mean, that's what that's why I like Elon Musk is because he's self-deprecating. Because he was laughing about at himself on Twitter. I saw the other day. Bro, you can like see his fucking organs. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's translucent. It's <laughs> he's, incredible. He has the, the skin tone of a he has the skin tone of a jellyfish. It's fucking incredible. A cadaver. Yeah, I, he might be a robot, dude. We don't know. He he might be a cyborg. Yeah, I yeah. do. Fu- I fuck with Elon Musk heavy. I like on its face. I should hate the guy as a nerd, but he's dude, the he, fucking man. We're gonna look at him like fucking Thomas Edison and just visionaries. Ben Franklin. In, yo, in your personal hall of current heroes, who would be? Like your Mount Rushmore. I would love nothing more than to just sit in a dive bar and lob questions at Elon Musk. I think he would have the most interesting perspective on everything, and he's no bullshit. He tells it like it is. Just, just so everyone knows, uh, Thomas Edison was a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> something to break it to you, Philly people. Wait, stole, first off, Thomas stole, Edison was not Philly. Stole invention, was not Philly. Stole inventions from everybody. I think you're thinking of Ben Franklin, dude. Ben Franklin's Philly. He's the, I, uh, where was Edison from? I don't know. Ohio? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he said, I don't know, not Ohio. I have no idea where Thomas Edison from. But no, huge. I mean, he's the reason no one associates the name Tesla with actual Tesla. And they associate it with fucking Elon Musk. My homie Nikolai Tesla. Yeah. Nikolai. Tesla. Well, look at that. Colin. Yeah. Killed by the CIA, bro. Conspiracy <laughs> theory. Also, Thomas Edison, <laughs> Illuminati as fuck. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Hey Dante, who else is in the Illuminati? Yeah, like, give us your rundown of the Illuminati. Hey, the born in Ohio, died in West Orange, New Jersey. 
What is that? Mafia hit. Easily. <laughs> West Orange and Jersey. Come on. That was Joey Merlino. <laughs> Get the gabagool. You guys asked me who else is in the Illuminati? Yes, who else is in the Illuminati? Like 33rd degree stonemasons. <laughs> who else? Pretty much anybody that's a, a mover or shaker on the world stage. Like all the all the global bankers, all the Rothschilds. Yeah. Dude, I oh. want I want this podcast to get so popular that Dante starts to get worried about me. That I might be Illuminati. No, That's, you're not even close. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so not in this lifetime, bro. You couldn't no, make dude, it. I want this shit to come. I want this shit to blow up to the point where Dante starts know, to look dude. at me a little funny. Colin seems like one of the guys that's easily pushed over and they could just have him like <laughs> sweep the church pews and stuff. Dude, I already told you, I hope I get invited one day before I die. I would love to go to England. I like the fact that the impression is that I'm easily pushed over. I am not easily pushed over. I know. I just like, I like to bust your balls. No, Dave, I, would, right. I don't want to be invited. I would love to be a fly on the wall. Uh, what you want to be in the back like you're at an AA meeting? You're just a dude sitting by the coffee and listening to everybody talk. <laughs> no, I mean that they wouldn't notice me. Actually, that was going to be my off the list. So my fuck, AA. <laughs> no, well that too. No, that's actually a great program. Don't I? That was. I'm not trying to get canceled. I'm not going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been all these construction guys from my bathroom been coming in and out because bathroom's finally done. Thank God, by the way. Um, and there are so many fucking flies in my house. Mm. Oh, awful, Terrible. awful. I've been killing them all day with fucking this baseball hat right here because I don't have a fly spotter. <laughs> so that's off my list. Did on top he, of you, I'm Musk. Damn, I didn't know you were like some, you know, Dave might be in the Illuminati, dude. He's got construction workers coming in now and he's got the serfs working around swatting their flies. Fuck. Dante, who's off your list? Uh, you're off my list. For, Me? For scheduling this podcast at 9.30 Central Time and then showing up for it at 10:45. You're listen, off. Listen, motherfucker, we were going to do it like four different times this week. We're trying to figure it out. I was actually ready at noon in front of my so, laptop. Yeah, he was ready. <laughs> so was I. Me and Dave were sitting here waiting, nobody <laughs> answered. No, I blame it on you, Colin, regardless. Fuck my fucking dick. Who's off your list? Me? My list? It's easy. Kanye West. <laughs> oh, this is actually a good reason. Paul was not supposed to be here today. Paul, where were you supposed to be? Rolling loud. I got tickets to rolling loud. But yeah, I'm like the same spectrum as Colin on Kanye. Me and Paul both worship and he at the hall. Rolling loud. Yeah, last minute. There's Kanye no can't rolling loud. I don't need it. I'm fucking 29 years old, bro. I don't need to sit out in the sun all day. I wanted to see Kanye. That was it. I don't care about Kendrick doing his Jesus and. Fucking ventriloquist act. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Kendrick. Damn, sorry, but, Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. The first time Kanye's, Kanye's ever off been off the list. list. First time Kanye's ever been off the list ever. Can't tell me nothing came on the radio and I just turned it off because I was so looking forward to it. Like we listened to Can't Tell Me live. Nothing on the ride home the entire way and screamed the lyrics. You did the Jeezy ad libs. <laughs> I think you're thinking of a different person, bro. Yeah, I bet, dude. That was that was piss out the window, Paul. Uh, all right, that's sure. the episode this week. Uh, yeah, we're going to get this shit back on. The, the, the schedule's been fucking insane recently. We've been going crazy. Just everybody's doing a million different things, but we're going to get it back on track next week. Uh, also, uh, found out I'm going to go hang out with the Black Keys next week. 
That's going to be fun. Where at? Uh, Jersey. Awesome. Uh, me and Paul have full uh, credentials to go backstage, interview them, fucking shoot the whole show. So me and Paul were thinking about a creative way we can cover the show. And my idea is they're actually playing the venue that I played a couple months ago in Jersey with Cheap Trick and all them. So I think the theme of the video is going to be I'm worried about Pat and Dan because I don't think they've ever played a venue that size. So I want to give them the care package. So me and me and Paul are going to sneak backstage, which we're not really sneaking backstage, but sneak backstage and try and find them to give them a care package. Paul wants to buy them two black keys. <laughs> he wants to like, actually get black keys made. Uh, I'm going to bring them bottles of water, uh, guitar picks, and then fake bags of ketamine. That's it. That's all we're doing. We're just going to go back there, sneak them back some stuff. Uh, but no, they were cool. Patrick Carney hit me up, offered to, to have us backstage. And then we have OAR the week after. Dude, so. that's so awesome that they're cool in real life. Yeah, it really is. They're the fucking shit, dude. Um, but yeah, no, big stuff coming up. Uh, maybe we'll go viral again. Who knows? Since Hip Hop DX just wants to keep posting the same clips of our fucking interview over and over again. Uh, no, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it either. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you to Joe Samba. Uh, great episode, Paul. Thank you for pissing out the window, dude. Um, Dante, anybody else um, in the Illuminati? Dude, we can have a whole episode about this. <laughs> All right. What guests should we have on to talk about the Get Bruno Mars on and we'll talk about the Illuminati the whole time. He's definitely in I don't think he's in it. Nah, why? Because he's cool? Yeah. All right, bet. Uh, Dave, anything else? I got nothing. All right. Uh, you guys go be high. Uh, Paul, you go be high. Uh, we'll see you next week.